are listening to Open Mic Friday Law and Gospel on this October the 30th in the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we're going to kind of continue something that Wes Reimnitz and I had talked about yesterday, and that was a discussion about, well, can churches and religious organizations speak politically? There's a lot of confusion about this. And the way I started it last time was I was talking about the idea that is God a Republican or a Democrat? Some people were indicating that God is neither. And I'm not going to disagree with that because there are items perhaps in each platform that God would not necessarily be the source of. For example, how much should a, well, federal government charge in taxes? There's no biblical evidence as to what that could be. And so it's important to understand that the government does maybe 90% of its legislation that really has nothing to do with the Bible. And, and so it's very important to understand that much of a platform or much of what a government does is not according to the will of God. But what we're talking about is not so much is God a member of a particular party, but is God in favor of what a particular party does? In other words, before you go to vote, what items do you find in a party that are contrary to the word of God in their platforms? And you should also examine what is your motivation for voting? Uh, for example, in yesterday's program, we asked the question, if you were in Germany in 1930, would you have been for the Social Democrat Party or the National Socialist Workers Party? Now, the National Socialist Workers Party was the longer name for the Nazi Party. And in the 1930s, Hitler was able to get more and more votes during the various times that elections occurred. So by 1933, he had got 100% of the votes and the Social Democrat Party was kicked out. Now, the Social Democrat Party at that time, its primary function was to stop Marxism and communism for entering into German life. Now, they had other platforms that people could disagree with, but the Nazi platform was pretty simple. They wanted to get rid of all Jews because they were not part of the proper race. And there's some excellent movies about how the Nazis did that through the concentration camps. So if you ask the question, not which party 
God was a member of, but which party was God in favor of, there would be many more things in the Social Democrat Party that God would be in favor of rather than in the Nazi Party. So we need to examine what are the platforms today. Now, one of the problems is called the Johnson Amendment. This was done by an individual named Johnson who was in Congress in the 1950s. And what it said was, this is kind of a thing that President Trump promised to get rid of, is that any 501c3 organization that deals with people who don't have to pay taxes should not participate in or intervene in, including the publishing or distributing of statements, any political campaign on behalf of or in opposition to any candidate for public office. You could lose your tax-exempt status if you did that. Now, you may be surprised to hear that I, as a member of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, kind of follow that rule. Nobody will ever be able to find a sermon I preached on where I told people who to vote for. In fact, for 28 years, I was a pastor in a congregation, and the area was such that I'd say 80% of the people in the congregation were Democrats. But they also opposed abortion, gay marriage, etc. But they were Democrats because a lot of them had been in the union and it had helped them a lot. And they also liked some of the economic policies of the Democrats over and against the Republicans. So President Trump did some things where he urged the repeal of the Johnson Amendment. Now, does that mean that the church can never get involved in politics according to the Johnson Amendment? That's not true because what the Johnson Amendment also permitted was certain voter education activities, including presenting public forums and publishing voter education guides, voter registration, and get out the vote drives, those things, if conducted in a nonpartisan manner, were not and are not prohibited. So there are churches that will attempt to say, here is the Republican platform, here is the Democratic platform. That is what they're trying to do. And then it's up to the individual voter to make a decision. But the 501c3 
organization. And this applies not only to churches, but any 501c3 cannot use their tax-exempt money to push a specific candidate or reject a specific candidate. So I really believe that in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, I was talking to a member of a congregation that I've been at for over a year right now. I said, can you remember a sermon where I was political and telling you who to vote for? And he said, no, you, you never do that. And I said, that's correct. Now, I will deal with issues from the two parties. So whether or not the Johnson Amendment is repealed or not, what, what it would mean if it's repealed is that pastors could then speak from the pulpit about who their people ought to vote for. And I'm not so sure that's a good idea because that's not my task as a pastor is to get into uh, political areas. The problem is a lot of people think that anything the government does is political. And therefore, anytime a pastor talks about being against something in the government, that he's becoming political. No, there's a big distinction. And that's why I love Lutheranism between the two kingdoms, the political kingdom and the spiritual kingdom. Now, in the spiritual kingdom, we proclaim law and gospel. In fact, uh, yesterday we read a letter from one of our listeners who wrote to his pastor complaining that many church members are not being equipped to tell and argue with people why the morality of the Bible is correct. And a lot of times you can do that by using Bible verses. You can also use it by using reason. For example, let's take the situation of abortion. You don't need to use the Bible to convince people that the baby within the womb is a human person. You just need medicine. You just need proper science. I mean, how many women have you met who are pregnant and will not talk about their baby because they don't think it's a baby? No. Well, it is a baby. And, and so there are a number of religions that are not Christian that agree on the basis of science and medical understanding that that within the womb is definitely a human being. So here are certain platforms, and then you have to decide which one would God be supporting. For example, traditional marriage and family should be based on marriage between one man 
and one woman. It is the foundation for free society and has for millennia been entrusted with rearing children and instilling cultural values. So, if the party is for marriage between one man and one woman, that would be something that God favors. In contrast to a marriage between people of the same gender, which is clearly taught in the Bible as an abomination before Almighty God. So, which party has which stance? Second of all, there is a kind of platform pledged to defend the religious beliefs and rights of conscience of all Americans and the safeguard of religious institution against government control. One of the best examples of how that is happening uh, against particularly Christians is a bakery was asked to make a cake for a gay marriage and actually participate in the reception. They refused to do that and they were fined a lot of money and had to go to court. Well, I don't think that any private business, even if having the ability to sell to the public, should be forced to go against their religious beliefs. I, I've never understood this, why someone hasn't done this. You go to a Muslim bakery and you tell them that you're having a lecture on why Allah is an idol and you want 10 cakes entitled at the, on the top of the cake, Allah is an idol. Now, that's true from a biblical point of view, but I don't think that a Muslim bakery should be forced to make that cake because it is against their religious beliefs. And, and therefore, take a look at the platforms, which between the Democrats and the Republicans would urge to defend the religious beliefs and rights of consciences. In some areas of the country, government officials are discriminating against individuals and businesses for acting on the belief that marriage is a union of one man and one woman. As host of Law and Gospel, I received not only emails and letters, but phone calls from individuals who at their place of business, if they speak out against abortion or they speak out against homosexuality, they could be fired. Now, this is contrary to free speech. You should be able to say anything. When I have someone on the radio and they're really opposed to what I believe, like infant baptism, I don't shut them down. I want you to hear 
why they are opposed to infant baptism. And then I'll give the case from the Bible why infant baptism is appropriate. And I shouldn't be criticized, ostracized, or persecuted because of that particular business. So like in Chicago, when a restaurant was known as being owned by individuals who supported traditional marriage, the mayor of Chicago indicated that we ought not have such people in Chicago. Now, that restaurant, which sells chicken, we, we have a few in St. Louis. And there's one shopping center where they're lined up to get food and the line is really long. You could have 30, 40 cars in it. And we often go to Office Depot that is near it and go by it. And there's those 30 or 40 cars making their orders. Should those people therefore not be allowed to buy food there? Or should the owners of that restaurant be persecuted? They have to take a look at that. One of the biggest things that we're really concerned about is free speech. I, I don't think a lot of us recognize how wonderful the American Constitution is and the bylaws, etc., the amendments concerning free speech. You are permitted to just about say anything unless it leads to injury and death. For example, I can speak about those who are not going to be saved because of their immorality, as does the Bible. But if I go into a theater and I yell the words, fire, 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 and people start scrambling out of the theater, running over each other, injuring people, and maybe some people dying, I could be held responsible because of what I have said. But if I'm just saying statements that are in agreement with the Bible, then that should not be held against me. For example, in Canada, there was a pastor on the West Coast who put up a sign against homosexuality, and all it did was use Bible verses, and he was fined for hate speech. In fact, the Prime Minister of Canada is trying to get a law through that anyone who speaks out against abortion or against homosexuality, gay marriage, etc., they could be charged with hate speech and have to pay a big fine or have to go to jail. So, when we're talking about platforms, listen carefully to what the platforms are. 
probably over 60% of the platform has nothing to do with the Bible. A lot of times, here's the question you want to ask yourself. What in a particular platform is contrary to the word of God? And then you need to be really careful in voting for that party because that is what is going to be happening. You need to remember also that the president has a very powerful position in selecting who's going to be on the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court has the ability to make laws that are not part of the Constitution. I, I tell you, the recent Supreme Court, as President Harrison of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has pointed out, has really declared items that are contrary to the Bible. Where in the Constitution does it okay the killing of babies in the womb? Where does it say that you can have a gay marriage? And there are many other areas. So the point that you're making is, is God in favor? Now, I asked individuals what they did not like about the platforms. And I asked the question about what was happening in the Republican Party that you oppose. This was someone who was voting for Biden. He says, I oppose their immigration policy. They're separating the children from the parents, etc., and they're not allowing people who need protection to come into this country. Now, this is really important to understand because I went to the internet and found that that was not really true. And this is why part of the problem is the media. We here in St. Louis get the Post-Dispatch. This is a newspaper that rarely compliments Donald Trump. In fact, on their editorial page, uh, they had a letter to the editor complaining about it and said, rather than writing these editorials by people who are always criticizing Donald Trump, why don't you just put big letters down? We hate Trump. So the media is something that you really need to listen to. And the best media are those media where you get both sides of the conversation, both the Democrat point of view and the Republican point of view. And then use your mind and reason to try and decide which view is God in favor of. I'm not saying that God is in favor of everything that the Democrats say or the Republicans say, but we need to 
keep in mind that there are degrees that are contrary to the scripture and, and therefore examine carefully before you vote what views God is in favor of. Because even the Johnson Amendment had no problem with churches distributing statements about what people are saying they're going to do when they become elected, having voter education guides, and conducting nonpartisan forums. And the best way to do a nonpartisan forum, and I, I love doing this on YouTube, is I get the opposing view, and both of them are talking. And then you can decide who is correct and who is not. All right. Beginning on Monday, God willing, we'll be taking a look at a reading. The last two Sundays were interrupted with Reformation Sunday and All Saints Day. So we're back to the Pentecost days. Join me, Tom Baker, Monday at 9.30. Till then, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.